Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Well, maybe the same. Who knows? I'll let you judge, but don't tell me about it because I don't care. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm host Hostington, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Brit Factor, Lindsay Kelk. That's me. And our special guest. You have nothing, no further comments on it. No, I know. You just are identifying. You were saying that's correct. Yeah. This okay. Is, this is cr- I am the Brit. Fa- Although Brit American, I'm dual citizenship now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Julian. Did you take that into account? Did you even try? Did you even try you and the, work that I in? Could lie and say I did. Brit American no. dream. <laughs> there we go. See, and how Euro continental. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean, right. Julian? Are you even trying? Champion. These gentlemen are just popping them off the top of their head. <laughs> uh, anyway, that voice you heard is our special guest, formerly from Uprocks and SB Nation. It's Bill Hanstock, Lock and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh hey, see, hey, you got one too. Hell, that, that's fantastic. Thank you. I like welcome, that. welcome. I have nothing to do with it. I just read it, but <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I approve it. Ah, sure. That means that I, I, don't I, take, yeah. I don't want to take credit for Julian's. Julian, that was you, right? Yeah, it was. How much time? What is a writing session like for these names? Uh, it can take as long as a week sometimes. Good I'm for embarrassed you. to say. No, you know what? It takes a lot of work. That's not... Sometimes I'll come up with one and then I'll like throw it away right before we're going to start because I think of a better one later. So you That's, know, that's... possibly the first time I've gotten a nickname based on my last name that isn't derogatory or crude. See? How lucky. Yeah. See, we live to give. Well, a Bill Hatchback I got one time. Okay. Which is like, right. like, I know. They weren't implying I was the size of a hatchback. Yeah. It was just a It's a very functional car. Yeah, sure, like, yeah, you're no. a sensible yeah. car. <laughs> you are, yeah. Bill. I'm utilitarian. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, we're going to talk a little about your wrestling fandom, but you have sure. an announcement to make. I do. I Let's an... make an announcement I wanted to make right it on now. tights and fights because yes. I, I love you guys. Yes. And, uh, exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. World <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> I have signed with HarperCollins to... Write a complete history of WWE, which is quite an undertaking, as you can wow. imagine. That is due out next summer. So, yeah. Uh, what are you doing here? You uh, should be at home. We, I mean, you and I should both listen, be at home writing. Listen, but what are you doing I here? I would like to be at home. I have a five-month-old baby. This is my only day off. I will be writing later. Noted. But right now, Noted. I'm here to make the announcement. That's exciting. Why aren't you on Corey Graves' podcast making this announcement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are many reasons. <laughs> So what what is the research? Pro- I assume you're already into the research. It's ongoing. Obviously, one of the problems you run into with wrestling is that it's wrestling. Yes. <laughs> and when you're mm-hmm. trying to make the most complete and accurate history of WWE that's ever been put down, which is my large goal, maybe unattainable, who knows? <laughs> uh, you run into the issue where there's what's been reported, what's been said, what's been kayfabe, what's been not kayfabe. What's in the public record? What's not in the public record? What people have said in shoot interviews? What other people have said in shoot interviews to contradict those people? It's all just trying to find you know the most accurate historians possible. It's trying to find the most respected and knowledgeable people. It's trying to find the books that are out there on the subject. I've been reading stuff all the way back to the 1930s famous Barnum's of Bounce book that was a complete shoot written about the inner workings of the wrestling industry in the 1930s. Wow. And stuff even before then. And it's amazing. One amazing thing that I think we should definitely bring back is in the Barnum's of Bounce, they were continually referred to wrestlers as meat tossers, nice. <laughs> which I think that we should we should definitely bring back there. Instead of the cruiserweight division, we could have the meat tosser yeah. division. Mm-hmm. That seems to work. For that. This I is how it. we reinvigorate 205 Live. Uh, yes. Meat and, tossing live. And one of the things I'm trying to do with this book is to be informative, cover the things that every wrestling fan would expect to be in there, but also uh, introduce people to stuff maybe they didn't know about, while one, not challenging wrestling fans, uh, not insulting their intelligence or Mm -hmm. their attention span or anything, but also while being entertaining and engaging and having my own Mm -hmm. voice in there. So it's not gonna be dry, there's gonna be a lot of F words, uh, there's going to be a lot of, you know, um, snide comments as any any 
real wrestling fan is well versed in. So um, is yeah, it even wrestling if no one's throwing shade? Yeah, that's the question. It can't be. In, in my my chapter about you know the the rise of the internet and the smart mark, uh, I end the chapter with like, uh, you know, we've never been more connected than ever to this day. Wrestling fans use the internet to engage with each other and just insult each other's favorite wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what we've done. Yeah. It's a world network of real-time connection with people who love the thing you love that you sat alone watching for years and years feeling entirely isolated, yeah. Yeah. and all we do is rip each other apart. Yeah. Now our hate is truly global. <laughs> it is a global commodity. We're pe- terrible people. <laughs> it's true. We are all terrible people. We re- Wrestling would be so much better without the fans. We should fire, <laughs> we should fire every wrestling fan into the sun, especially me. Yep. Um, but as People who followed me all the way back to SB Nation Cage Side Seats know that like my whole intent and goal in in being a pro wrestling fan has always been trying to be looking for the stuff I like and celebrating that stuff as opposed to like just like I didn't like this and Cesaro should be world champion. Blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. Like <laughs> although you know the last couple of years have sort of beat me down a little bit, but welcome uh, to Tights of Bikes, the still, podcast that has the I same still lofty goal. Try, I still try to just. <laughs> You know, let's be happy about the things. It's wrestling. Like, there's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan. L- literally, there's yeah. never been a better time. I'm curious, as now the preeminent WWE historian in this room, for sure. In the room, <laughs> and, sure. and of the people I know, and of the people I know, I'm stretching it beyond that. For you personally, what is your top moment in WWE history? I know that's hard to <sighs> say that it's impossible to do objectively, but I wonder for you, just as a fan, what was a moment that had the biggest impact on you? Or is there something that's happened more recently that is your number one moment? I mean, WrestleMania 30 is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the building for it. It was incredible. Were you there for that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah and, same thing. You know, the the Daniel Bryan story was amazing. Cesaro winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal was amazing. Yeah, I'll never forget the sound of the Superdome when Brock Lesnar won over the Undertaker. It I've never heard a building of that many people not have sound like that before, and right. it was like it's a moment that just isn't replicable. Obviously, the you know having followed Brian Danielson's career since 2002 or so, and seeing the culmination of that, WrestleMania 30 was really special. Um, there's been a lot of like recent moments that have been really amazing. Yeah, my first moment that stuck with me for a very long time was Bret Hart, David Boy Smith, SummerSlam '92. Yeah, David Boy Smith was my favorite wrestler at the time. Bret Hart soon to be possibly one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Honestly, the moment I lost my mind about the most was when I was at WrestleMania 24 and CM Punk won the Money in the Bank ladder match. Right. And I flipped out. I never in a million <laughs> years thought it would happen. And uh, and CM Punk is probably my all-time favorite wrestler. Uh, but it's it just, you know, there's there's a lot of fun moments, man. It's just you don't expect where wrestling is going to take you. And, you know, like Kofi has demonstrated and like, you know, Becky has demonstrated and, and you know, a lot of stuff in like very recent memory. Sometimes the misfortune and unfortunate nature of the wrestling business, although moments are way too late in arriving, sometimes the struggle of waiting for those moments is not, I wouldn't say worth the wait, but it makes it all the more weightlifting when it finally arrives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's jump in. The week that was, we don't have a lot to talk about from Monday's Raw. Still not great. Shant. S- still building towards the show that we don't talk about on here. One uh, mm, yes. One less women's match than AEW had. I'm laughing. There were extenuating circumstances there, though. Yeah. There were extenuated. I know that some of the women sure. were in Australia. But, All of them were in Australia. But, like, yeah, they're but why? The then why? So say well, Australia doesn't deserve to have women's matches? They don't deserve to have some women's <laughs> matches. They don't deserve to have all the... I've been to oh, Australia. Oh. Like, no, come on. You don't get them all. Antipodians <laughs> right in with your angry letters. Yeah, no, bring it, Australia. You and I have fucking hate. So, like, Australia knows how I feel. Uh, you had every single woman <laughs> you in your company. You know Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally does. your spin-off series, I Hate Australia, instead of yeah, I Heart. I don't really. hate it. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was aggressive, you, Julian, but yeah. like it's a country where everything will kill you. Yeah, uh, it it's a terrifying yeah. secret island of murderers. Yeah. So, and I'm not referring to their past residents, I'm referring to the animals and things that live there. Yes. Uh, it's it's dark. But you this had spider every. has thumbs. It, it doesn't need opposable thumbs. Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's an adorable kangaroo. It's going to fucking punch you yeah. in the face. Here's and you'll a snake die. that can use a gun. 
It's not right. That's all I'm saying. Even mm-hmm. koalas, they look cute. Don't get close. It, d- it did Don't feel get a little close. bit like, well, we sent all the women away on a tour to Australia, so now we can have boys night on Raw. Exactly. Right. It just was wrong. You have so many women in your company, and yeah. I didn't get a single fucking match. Yeah. Fuck you. Actually, genuinely, fuck you. Not even You're... a network event? All I'm getting is Lana. In a very fetching dress, I will give you, but yeah. no. Fuck that storyline. Fuck everything about Raw apart from that one thing. You want to talk about Humberto's debut? I want to talk about Humberto's dimples and only talk his about dimples. It. A cutie. What, what is an adorable 12? boy. He's very, he's very young. He's very young. He's very smooth. He's yes. adorable. He's got very <laughs> sweet hairless. dimples. Hairless boy. But the hair he does have is boy band perfect. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't care for his ensemble. I feel like Vince was like, Put a Power Ranger suit on him yeah, and send kind him of out. all over the place. Yeah, didn't need it. Doesn't need it. Too good for that shit. Um, but it did excite me to see up-and-coming talent showcased, even if it was against Grumpy Pants stuff. <laughs> he needs a little sit down. You just got engaged. Calm down, brother. Does the crowd hate him now? They is that what's going on now? now? We hate him? They hate him now, which I think is half Bray and half keep your full mouth closed, Seth. You keep saying really dumb stuff. Yeah. I love Seth. I have met him on several occasions, and he is so committed it's and nice talented boy. and passionate yeah. and the nicest, most generous person to talk to. But, like, shh, <laughs> stop it. Stop <laughs> slating other wrestlers. If you can't do it in a funny way... Don't do it. It's it's you know it's bad when you're like looking through the timeline. And you're like, God, can I get to like a Trump tweet or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what does what does the the president have to say what instead? Of, what does he have to say about Kenny Omega? What's I feel the president like up to, I wonder. it's yeah. a more valuable uh, opinion right now. Is there any collusion? Let me check. Here. Let me see if he's tweeted about that. Yeah, what kind I, of a hunt is this? poor Seth. You should be happy. You just got engaged. You're living in the happy place. Well, we are in the gratitude era. <laughs> well, I would appreciate more of that from him. Yeah. And not just like, meh, Kenny, meh, Will Ospreay, meh, yeah. Ambrose. Like, come on. He's trying to generate heat. At a, but he's not, so bad at he's it. He's not good at it. Because he's not doing it in a yeah. side winky face He's very good at wrestling. Fashion. Like, yeah. I don't pay attention to Will Ospreay. It should be very easy for Seth right? Rollins not to. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Nando's, Nando's, flippy, flippy. Yeah. I think he, I recognize his it. talent. <laughs> I don't need to get into a row with him about it. Come no. on, Seth. But more, more on Berto, please. Mm. I, I am very excited. I do feel like we're on the cusp of seeing a new fresh crop of talent actually yeah. get a chance. I think this was a, a good chance. glimpse. Of, like, you got Alistair, you got the Authors of Pain, you got the War Raiders, you got uh, Umberto, Street Profits. Street Street Profits. Profits. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Even Kevin Owens, like, in the main event uh, yeah. picture. It's, Would have loved to see some women and less cook-holding. Yes. Yeah. Well, you got to see a couple of them on AEW. <laughs> yes, I did. I am enjoying AEW, and I wonder this constantly. Now it's been three weeks of one women's match yes. per week. What is the state of their roster? Do they only have three or four women They signed? do not have the depth of the women's roster okay. that they yeah. may have in and the I, future. I'm not yeah. asking me looking at it optimistically. No, they have Nyla, Britt, Brandy, uh, Riho, uh, like three or four other Joshi women. Yeah. And, and they are full-time roster. Yeah, and, okay. and they also have uh, B Priestley and Penelope Ford are both signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bunch of people who are like nebulous, like, oh, uh, also Awesome Kong is signed, but she's also a trainer. Yes. Um, and then there's a bunch of nebulous women, like Mercedes Martinez hasn't signed, but was there. It's around, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's, I think they're still figuring it out. I'm still prepared to give them more of a break on their women's roster than I am the other place, the bad place, yeah, because it is new. Yeah, and I, I think, think they're are, still figuring are, it out. They have to know what... The thing is, they went in with so many storylines ready to go on the men's side. They went in knowing exactly how to make a Jericho story work, how to make this Ambrose Pack kenny thing happen. They knew how to do that. They don't have that depth of storyline with their women yet. I want to see it happen. I want to see it. And if I don't see it, I will be disappointed. Right now, I'm prepared to let them find their feet with it How long and do figure they get? it out. How much time do you give I them? I don't know. Before? It's, it's, no, I, like, honestly. No, and I'm honestly replying, I don't know. Yeah. You won't know until you know. Like yeah. well, Until it gets to the point where I'm like, dude, where, where are my women's matches? Right now, I'm like, you know what? Okay, sure. The matches, they're getting a, a decent length. We're right. seeing different people to sure. an extent. So I'm like, you know, this is... We saw a title match. Sure, they're not. So it meant rushed. something. They are getting. Time. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, but is Tennille Dashwood not time. available? No, she just signed with TNA. Oh, 
Yeah, she had a match against Tyre at Bound for Glory. Wow. My wrestle brain is so overloaded. I feel like I want to say going into this week, like the big dog ate my wrestle (laughs) homework. Like I I can't remember anything because I've watched so much. I feel like so many fans out there must feel like this right now where it's just best time to be a wrestling fan but also such an overwhelming time to be a wrestling sure. fan yeah, yeah. you gotta pick and choose yeah it's it is gonna to come down to it you're gonna have to start separating stuff out it's yeah. and by you I mean me because I'm like, <laughs> like Nana doesn't know it was Bound for Glory there was TNA mm-hmm. there was uh, NWA there was AEW there was NXT there was all these three letters longer NWA letters Power, not not too many R's, too many R's. Uh, I love, I love that it like it, it, the actual name of the show is NWA Power with three R's, but like no wrestling site like is spelling it that way. They will like, not they acknowledge. Yes, yeah, they will not humor it. <laughs> Fuck you, Corgan. It's too many R's. Or I don't not. like it. I don't like it. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> SCU beat the best friends to advance in the tag title tournament. Or on AEW. <laughs> Yeah, we're back. We're yeah, in AEW. We're back we're AEW. Talking about the yeah, women. it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the beat up angle at the beginning. Like I'm like, yay, mix it up, keep it fresh, do some fun stuff. I will always have time for best friends. I love them so much. Oh, yeah. I love them so much, and the idea of throwing Orange Cassidy into that mix as well is just giving me so much joy. Mm. It makes <laughs> me so happy. So last week Mike was on the show and he was telling us how his son is allowed to watch AEW right. and how he loves AEW and how he loves Orange Cassidy. I'm like, imagine being a child oh watching wrestling for the first time and it's like Orange Cassidy comes on it's like what the fuck is this but with such joy yeah it made me so happy and also I oh, I was gonna put this over but I have other things Julian sorry I'm Danielle today um <laughs> but the little the video of the little yeah. kid yes dressed up as Orange Cassidy, Cassidy and then yes and then Cody <laughs> lets him pin him if you haven't seen that guys go and look for it because it is it will bring you joy wrestle joy yeah. hashtag wrestle joy <laughs> I love this tag tournament. I didn't get a chance to talk about Private Party versus the Young Bucks. Pretty good. That was fantastic. Like, it's clear that Vince hates tag wrestling. That's sort of been something people have said for a very long time. Vince doesn't like tag teams. The tag the tag division goes through a, a rise and fall. But it feels like AEW has made a very concerted effort to build that division through yeah. this tournament. Yeah. And, you know, the Young Bucks are going to be the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody who watches that knows who they are and loves them. So them putting over a lesser-known team... Makes perfect sense. Makes They're building a legacy sense. here. They're not building... And I think that's yeah. been so impressive. I think a lot of people still thought of AEW as a vanity project for Cody and the Bucks and Kenny, and I, we're seeing that that's not necessarily true. They're building a legacy and a company and something that goes on past their careers, and I think that's why the booking right now makes perfect sense right. from that perspective. One thing that I, I think it. was funny was when that match started, like when the Young Bucks were making their entrance, Excalibur and JR were like, well, the Young Bucks are... Clearly the heavy favorites to win the ter- tag tournament, but they didn't follow it up with anything. So it's like, because <laughs> they own the company? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course they're favorites. Commentary's uh, still a work in progress. Great job, JR. Shivani's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's there. Better, way better than JR. I, I swear, I don't remember if it was this week or last week. The time limit, it was like a 20-minute time limit. And then, oh, yeah, what was the that? Announcer, yeah, the announcer goes, 10 minutes remaining. And JR goes, what was that? Like, he has no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm not certain he always knows where he is. Yeah, you know, like he's just going to start randomly doing Bluetooth commercials in the middle of matches because he's going to forget. I'm as hard as a rock, folks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, like you have to take the IC out of his hand because he's falling asleep and he's going to spill it on himself. (laughs) That's the impression I get from him. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me Uh, sad. When he came back to WWE. Yes. And they used him like in Mae Young and like a couple other things, like one WrestleMania match. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is, this is the perfect way to use, like maybe not yeah. May Young, but like yeah. this yeah. is the perfect way to use JR. You use him like twice a year. This yeah. is amazing. He's a nostalgia and then pop, he, and that's and, fine. And then when he left, I'm like, all right, do do your New Japan thing, man. Do whatever you want. And then when AEW signed him, and then they're like, when they signed him, I was like, I don't know. And then when they're like, he's going to be our full-time lead announcer, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's 2019, Jim Ross. I, guess, I mean, they think it's legitimacy, right? They think it gives them legitimacy, but I'm like, it doesn't. You don't need it. You, you know don't need you Mike's kid doesn't my care. <laughs> Mike's kid doesn't care about JR's story yeah. history, you know? Yeah. Like that's the thing. And I could live without there are plenty of other announcers who are available. I was over the moon about Excalibur. Yes. Like, oh my god, great. so happy. Holy crap, nobody deserves it more than Excalibur. No. But like 
just have like Tony Schiavone Excalibur or like, yeah. I mean, at least they got Alex Marvez out of there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe there's a lady. What a wacky idea. Mm. Maybe there's a lady. Mm, a lady. Lady on they, commentary. They only have three of them in the cold That company. wild idea. I know. I know. And, and also, can it not yet. be Brandy? Yeah. Like, I'm like, not to be too picky here, yeah. but could it not be Brandy? Well, here's the thing. AEW, like, to go back to your earlier point, AEW is going to get a real long leash from yep. wrestling fans. But sure. like the whole time leading up to AEW, I was like, they can't do ROH specials every week. They can't do a pay-per-view every week. Like mm-hmm. wrestling fans, I don't think are prepared. Cause I knew, like, I know what you have to do when you have a wrestling company. And it's like, I don't think wrestling fans are fans are necessarily prepared for AEW to just be a wrestling show. Yeah. And so far it's just been a wrestling show and it's cool. It's like fresh faces. It's a new look. It especially looks night and day contrast to NXT as far as like yes. just flipping back and forth. The look of the two Yeah, it looks very different. Yeah. But like, and it's fun, and the crowds are going bananas because they have been wanting an alternative for so long. Yeah. But like, it's just a wrestling show. Like, there's distraction finishes, and there's yeah. like, if Dynamite had the name SmackDown, like, how much would people hate it? You know, yeah. like, right. it's not that different. No, the product. thing that's different is just the choice. Yeah. That's like, all I've, that this is. It's like, yeah. Hagen does vanilla <laughs> yogurt versus. Ben and Jerry don't do it, but you know what I mean. Like it's two, oh, they do yes, really yes. okay, but bonus. <laughs> yeah. But it's like two different flavors of the same thing. Sure. But the difference is, if you eat too much of one thing for so long, you don't want to eat that thing anymore. Exactly. You get it from another company that's exactly sure. the same, and you're like, "This is delicious." Yeah. And then eventually, you realize it's the same thing with a different name on it. But now you have a choice between the two. The illusion of choice is very satisfying mm-hmm. to human beings. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm eating it up with mm-hmm. eighteen yogurt spoons. I like I will eat all of these yogurts. Yogurt is wrestling. Uh, And I'm having a nice time. But yeah, it's not wildly different. But I don't want it to be wildly different. For me, it's I'm getting a massive kick out of seeing Kenny Omega on my screen every week. I was seeing the box on my screen every week. About seeing Jericho off the leash. Mm -hmm. Like, this is delightful for me. It does feel a little bit from a production standpoint. And I think the production is great. It's very well lit, which is Mm -hmm. super important. That when I watch the theme into the opening that I could be watching a Raw from 1999. Mm-hmm. I know probably a lot of those guys are former WWE production people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. They certainly have grabbed as many yeah. as they can. Oh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> no, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. like they're, they're great at it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but it does pull me out and go, wait a minute. This well, but that's the like thing. It... This is what's so interesting for me from our, so as, from our perspective, giving us very generous titles of not experts, but people who are well-versed and immersed in the culture of wrestling, and we probably watch it a little closer than maybe the everyday fan. And mm-hmm. everyone listening at home, I would say, is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you all watch it a little closer. You're bothering to listen to a podcast. You're bothering to make a podcast. You watch it a little closer. If you're just watching it, we do this across so many different industries. We do this in publishing, mm-hmm. which is my other job, too. It's like if you want to launch a book, so say like when Hunger Games came out and a lot of books that were Hunger Games S came out, mm-hmm. you make your cover look a little bit like the Hunger Games cover. You use the same typeface that they use. Little things that everyday people wouldn't notice because mm-hmm. you wouldn't notice if the typeface was the same in this book as that book because you're like a typeface is a typeface. Mm-hmm. But it's a subtle thing you do to make it feel familiar so that you are immersed and accept it straight away. But the big thing that ultimately ends up breaking through, because that copycat thing will do okay, it will do fine, it may do as well, Mm. but it won't do better until you do something completely different. And I think that's what's going to be interesting to see. Do they keep following a mold and staying in a safe space, which is what they've done to date? Or will they at some point break out and do something completely different? And what even is that? What does that look like? I don't know. If there is a pitfall to everyone in the industry now being a fan, Mm -hmm. if there is a pitfall to that, it's that everyone in the industry who grew up a fan and is a massive fan now and is running a wrestling company now, the things they have to look to as examples of modern, not complete dinosaur television production Mm -hmm. is... WWE's television production and WCW's television yeah. production. And a very small amount of impacts TNA's television production, which is maybe where we get the dual entrance for Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It's so interesting. I mean, the world now is like all about dupes, right? Everything is dupes. It's like, do you just dupe this and people will buy it because it's mm-hmm. the same but different, yeah. but it's cheaper, it's more accessible, whatever. And it's like, do you want a dupe company or do you want something bold and different? <laughs> it's and just the... At first you want the dupe, but then eventually... You're really going to want something different. Yeah, it's the it's the Simpsons joke of the duff dry and the duff light all yeah. coming out of the same yeah. tube. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
one thing a lot of people are talking about is Luchasaurus is out with a torn hamstring, which means that Marco Stunt has stepped in as Jungle Boy's partner against the Lucha Brothers. Uh, that was that was how it went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel? I mean, obviously, we had a lot of hair in that match. Yeah, and then we had a lot of poor hair. Luchasaurus. I know. And we don't even know how much hair Phoenix and Penta have. No, they oh, couldn't have man. like resplendent sartorial manes <laughs> under there. Uh, but uh, I, I was really bummed when the match started, just because of how much I love Luchasaurus yeah. and how much I was really looking forward to Luchasaurus and Jungle Jack Perry version of the Jurassic Express going up against the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. I like Marco Stunt. Yeah. I think he's fun to watch. I like intergender wrestling. I like all kinds of weirdo stuff. I love Orange Cassidy, so I don't have a problem with suspension of disbelief at any point in professional <laughs> wrestling. So it didn't, the Marco Stunt size thing didn't bother me at all. It just, I really wanted to see Luchasaurus because he's like, yeah. he's probably the hottest act in the company right now. People yeah. are going crazy for him. So to have him re- replaced without an announcement ahead of time and just all of a sudden Marco Stunt out there, that was what bummed me out. The other thing that bummed me out about the match is um, we're talking about AEW's production. On any AEW thing that Jungle Boy's ever been on, I don't think they've ever caught on tape his push off. 450 splash off the top rope to the outside. They've never once caught it. They've only yeah. showed a replay of it one time, which was, I think, on All In or All Out. I just think if I'm trying to kill myself by doing that, I want it televised yeah. every week. Yeah. Like, like, they should show it as part of the opening graphics. Like, I would want it on. Yes. I would want exactly. everyone to be forced to watch it before the show starts. Especially because yeah. I've only seen him do it like a handful of times yeah. at Oof. period. And he's done it on every show they fist yeah. it every time. And it's like that's just the the sort of things where it's like WWE, yeah, they're, they're a machine. Yeah. But they know where the cameras are supposed to be for yeah. every spot. I mean, sure, there's only six spots a match, but like yeah. they know that they're gonna catch him. Yeah. So. And they catch it from multiple angles. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel like every time after the show, they're like, Can you do that next week? Yeah. We didn't quite get it. <laughs> but it's like you, looked you, great in the truck. Yeah. Like, they're getting a they're getting a shot of just a guy laying on the ramp and then people are like, Oh my god and like you look over, there's people falling down. Like, yeah. Oh, and JR's cool. like, What happened? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Where is he? But I think also part of that is the shift from performing live to sure. performing for TV. And I've noticed the same thing. It's like every so often you're like, hard comes this way. Hard comes this way. Yeah, uh, down, but they're figuring it out. You yeah. know, and I do, again, it's that long leash we talked about. Like, I will give them that sure. for a while. Because it's not stopping me enjoying the show. It's just my nitpicking as, like I say, someone that's again. immersed in so much of it. And like, I, I try and focus on the stuff I like, but like yeah. that ingrained Yo, you can't self-hating help it. wrestling, wrestling fan fans. part of me where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. mm, that wasn't as good. We're not allowed to enjoy things. <laughs> Two and a quarter stars, <laughs> methinks. <laughs> oh, that man must um, be so miserable. Speaking of things that Dave Meltzer gives uh-huh. tons of stars to, New Japan had a huge announcement. They will vastly expand their U.S. presence in the coming years. Um, outside of watching Dave Meltzer edge every week, what <laughs> what are you most excited about in New Japan I, I was like, Dave Meltzer I, edge, you're hosting the show? I was yeah, like, this has oh, been great, uh, but I no longer have yeah. on tights. Like, I do resign. I quit, Julian. That was my line. That was it. But, <laughs> but, um, I'm into it. Dave Meltzer's like, tantra. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not into that. Mm. Although I would buy the book just to he know. Does like I bought matches. Ryback's book, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he's, it's like Sting than yeah, Dave Meltzer. Sting the <laughs> anyway, um, I'm excited about it. I saw a couple of people on Twitter talking about how they mentioned in the interview about the split between male and female. But I read the interview and it didn't seem to say to me that they were going to actively skew their content towards that mm. split they just noted that in the u.s they had a higher male to female split than they do in japan mm-hmm. i didn't see that they said like oh so we're not we're gonna only like perform towards the male fan base they just noted that they have more of a male fan base in the u.s than the uk mm. but they also don't have female wrestlers so i'm like you know i don't uh. well that's why dragon gate's so awesome because they're like Women and gay people watch us. Yeah, That's and they love that the most shit. Beautiful boys you've ever seen. <laughs> no, I mean I will. They they're already playing to me because they have Kodrabushi, so yeah. I'm fine. I'm like that twenty percent female and audience. Tana's hair is fine. Oh, so I mean they have some beautiful men in New Japan. Oh, of course, there is effort going into yeah. those haircuts and that chaos bathtub shot I'm fine with that that's my Christmas card this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm excited about it. I'm interested to see what they do. It's another 
presence in the U.S. Yay, more wrestling. Ooh, yeah. More to watch. We've got Maybe so much can, free time. I might just go down to the dojo, see what's going on. Like, yeah. hey, guys, can I hang out? I know people. Right, there you go. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's all go. Let's go after this. Yay. Okay. Uh, I'll hold hands. <laughs> With New Japan America, I'm waiting to see where it goes. I think that they should really keep in mind Dragon Gate USA. I fear that at some point New Japan USA will be like, well, we've been training people up in the dojo, and these are the people, and these are our American New Japan. And I think that they need to be aware that like Dragon Gate USA failed because they were like, well, we made our Dragon Gate USA stars. We don't need to bring people into yeah. Japan anymore. Right. That was the death of the company. And they've said they have said like we will definitely be bringing Osprey and Okada and Ibushi and everyone. But it's like, how much can you? Because that travel is going to take a toll eventually. Well, they don't have as bad a schedule as like. WWE. No, it's true. Apart from G One, when like they try and kill all of the wrestlers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm the same thing. I was a bit like, I don't know if I want to see the U.S. dojo. But then I think about the people who have been through that dojo. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, maybe am I super excited to see who's coming out? I don't sure. know. Until it happens, I don't know. But I'm excited for it. Let's More New see. Japan shows for yeah. me, please. The New Japan matches at the Ring of Honor New Japan show at Madison Square Garden were... The good parts? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very polite way of putting it. Yeah, they were amazing. I want more of that live, please. ROH just friggin' hell... Good. They shat the bed. They shat. They shat the bed so hard that I they woke up. Every I, that I went to my room to check to make sure they didn't shit my bed. <laughs> every hotel bed uh, in Manhattan. Oh my god! <laughs> is that what that smell is in New York all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. It's just Ring of Honor shitting the Madison Square Garden bed. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes. We'll be back to talk NXT and more on Tights and Fights. Hello, my name is Tusk Henderson, and I am an outdoorsman. Are you looking for a new comedy podcast? This month's episode of Beef and Dairy Network podcast has as its guest the wonderful Nick Offerman, playing the part of Tusk Henderson, adventurer and outdoorsman. Think about fitting yourself a month's worth of provisions and a half-ton cow into a kayak. So if you've never listened to the show before, this might be a good place to start. I string a bowstring between her horn tips and I can fire a spear off the top of her head and uh, took in some very delicious cod. So if you're after a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network from Maximum Fun? Download it now. You flip a cow upside down, they make an excellent toboggan. Welcome back to Sides Advice. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelt. And... Bill Hanstock. This is true. We are now one week into the new version of Bailey. I'm going to talk about that a little more when we put stuff over it, but she's given us plenty of new things to enjoy, like this promo. I have put myself second my entire career to be a role model for their children, and when I needed them most, where were they? They destroyed me. But like the role model that I am, I picked myself up and I won my title back. So do you guys want some inspiration? Life sucks and then you die. (laughs) Angsty Teen Bailey is the best. Yeah. Best promo of her entire career. She should bring Dark Izzy in. I'm assuming at some point she's just going to bring Izzy in to like curse Brain. Izzy out. Like, yeah. yeah, they're going to bring Izzy out so she can break Izzy because that will be the ultimate heel turn. That'd be so good, though, if Izzy comes in just like with like, you know, black lipstick, dark oh, yeah. eyeshadow. She's like, I listen to Bauhaus now. <laughs> she needs to come in as like fully like, I agree with Bailey. And then Bailey still needs to tell her to get fucked. Yeah. And it will be so wonderful. It's what we've all been waiting for, too. And that would also make us love <laughs> Bailey more because who's got time for Izzy, man? Uh I'm very into it. I like yeah. it. And I love the fact that she was able to deliver that promo without a chorus of what? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. That shows you how much command she had mm-hmm. while she was doing it. It feels like in general for wrestlers, there's more meat on the bone when you start as a heel. Sure. And definitely from a promo standpoint, I think it's easier to develop a promo as as a heel <laughs> because you have you have gimmicks you can sure. sort of lean back on 
than you do. Cheating as a face. is always funnier than yeah. not cheating. It's hard to be a good guy, especially yeah. In, yeah. especially in 2019. And no one likes good. a good guy right now. That's and the also thing. like wrestling you fans hate everything, so they're yeah. boo <laughs> all the time. Yeah. They're already gonna boo. Yeah. So as long as you're a heel, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but let's talk about somebody who we used to boo that we are happy to see back, which is Tommaso Ciampa, who made his big return and defeated Angel Garza in his first match. And what feels like 28 years. Mm. <laughs> he's back. He's uh, back and he's ripped. It looks great. It's a lot of back. veins. Yeah. Like it's, he's come back a vascular man. Very vascular. The vascular. A vascular man. Turgid. What a turgid man he is. <laughs> a turgid vascular man. Uh, yeah, he looked great. Yeah. I'm just happy to have him back. I like now. his chair. It, it's sad that he has to be a good guy now because he was the best heel he was the best heel in wrestling when he yes. got injured. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, happy for him. It's great that he's back. I'm glad that his recovery went well. And it's awesome to have Tommaso Ciampa back on television. But, like, if he had just, you know, not gotten injured, yeah. like, yeah. Th- things things would be better with a, a heel Tommaso Ciampa. Right? But, you know, I love Adam it. Cole's. Yeah, this is player. it. Like, I love yeah. heel Ciampa, but I think this speaks so much to his skill and his ability sure. and how much people love and respect him. When you think realistically how much we've seen him versus how much we have not seen him. Right. And yet he is so beloved <laughs> that people are just so happy to have him back. They don't care how they have him. Plus, I think that's one of the things that comes from a really amazing heel performance is when you come out as a baby face, people love you all the more for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, rather than going straight baby face. I always kind of think of Triple H coming back in 2002 yeah. mm-hmm. where he was a despicable hero when he left. We we're so happy to have him yeah. back. Yeah, he's a conquering hero. Yeah. You you're cheer for the him fact that home. the human being is back yes. and performing <laughs> yeah. and healed in some yeah. some way. But I th- I I feel like Champa they could turn him heel again. Sure. Yeah, he's going to walk that line, order. you know. Although you know you you bring up a lot of good points and you uh you made me realize that like Tommaso Champa is like the one guy who will actually be able to be like a badass ass kicking baby face yeah. in 2019, which we haven't had in forever. Because this yeah. is it. Because if he was in a match, let's speculate, he was in a three way match with Adam Cole, Finn yeah. Balor. Finn's the face, Adam's the heel, Chompa's in the middle. He can take on both of them yeah, and you the cheer ball. for him both ways. And I can't wait can, for that match. He can I'm take need on both of them just as he has in Slash Fick the World Over. Yeah. With Finn, Finn I, welcome involved. to Tapping Titles, the <laughs> <laughs> podcast in which we discuss. Yeah, was Danielle what I need? Then they docked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a human centipede, but not. Well, there's yeah. no way Finn Balor's circumcised, right? No. Yeah. No, no oh, way. God. I'm just imagining a demon version of the human centipede now. <laughs> I thought you were going to oh, say thought, a yeah, demon version, version of circumcision. Uh, so like, the wow. demon's here and he's uncut. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, the that's what the belts are. Just a thrashing, <laughs> just fleshing, cut up old rags, thrashing all over the place. <laughs> that's the there demon would be centipede. hankies from Hot Topic to match yeah. his belts on his headpiece. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I want that match, not the other thing, but also the other thing. I want both, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm t- hardcore. I'll take them both <laughs> <laughs> at once. Uh, <laughs> Tegan Knox also returned to beat Tenara in her first match back. Yeah, I was blowing on my own face because it's very warm. Not at that match. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. Sure. I Tenara. I still am like get that look off your face and get better at wrestling. I, that's my <laughs> only thing with her. I she's I find her annoying, but I'm supposed to right. Sure. So that's yeah, okay. I like Tenara. We're an interesting place in the women's division where we have Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai all laying claim to the number one contendership to Shayna Baszler's championship. I I like – it feels like it's been a while since we've had a number of viable contenders for a top championship. Well, the last takeover. <laughs> but I, I mean in general – Yes, but they've kept wait, that wait, going yeah. as opposed to we had this, sure. then the one person. Like I like the idea of building a division where there are a ton I of people like at any moment. With the women contend. in particular, when it got raided and a lot of the talent went up, yeah. we went through a not a fallow period to say that there was no talent, but we were much lighter on convincing monster talent in the mm. women's division for a while in NXT and, and I do feel like Shirai, Andrea Ripley and Shayna I know Baszler, exactly rules, now it's an yeah. embarrassment of riches yeah. and I'm very here for all of it yeah. so how do you book it if you if I give you the just book just give me the full two hours of all of them beating yeah. the shit who, out of each you, other and that's my that NXT shake out? who do you want to be your who would you how would you prioritize them in terms of contendership <sighs> it's so hard I mean honestly I'd still have Candice win so that's me because yeah. I'm a I petty think, petty sure. bitch I think like oh, man 
the the dynamics are a little bit weird because like Eo's a heel and Shana's a heel mm-hmm. and Rhea's not really a face, but she kind of is. Yeah. yeah, she's in a similar Champa situation where yeah. it's like we're just so happy to see her. Yeah. We're gonna cheer for her, even though she's like, "Don't cheer for me, yeah. assholes!" But yeah. we're like, "No, we got it because we love <laughs> I, you. You're the best." I think maybe like if you do like a if you do a multi woman thing, you have Eo pin someone who's not Shana to win the title. Like if you do like a fatal four way, mm-hmm. um, you have Eo pin, let's say Tegan. And wins the title that way. Rhea takes the title off of Io eventually. And then um, either Tegan or Dakota can take the title off of Rhea. You don't put Shayna back in that or, picture to or, get the Shayna. Or you have Io win the title and then have Candace win the title off of Io. Because I, I do the want the Io Candace battle. That match they had was so good. I want more of that. Yeah. And I want it for the belt. Like, I want it to be like, no, I want that belt. Yeah. Um, and I do, I want to see the Shayna Rhea storyline, but I don't think that needs the belt. I yeah, don't think no, that, right. that, that should just be like for dominance, for I I'm the badass. Be, should, like, Shayna Rhea should be like Shayna's last thing before she goes. Yeah. Because I do Cause think Shayna is wearing out her welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that. I don't think she's wearing out a welcome. I think it's like an Oscar situation where it's like she's clearly in a class. It's, I think it's just time. Right, like yeah. it's like There's I left for the yeah. territory. That's what thing I mean by like, yeah. You're you're done. We've done all we can do with you. Now yeah. you got to go to somewhere else for a while and take your like laughing your flying monkeys with you and have a great time. Run yeah. roughshod over SmackDown. Sure. Like go. Like have fun have with this. Have the actual four horsewomen be yes. together. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think no, that's, be really that's how fun. I do. It. I would have Io win the title somehow. And then I would do the extremely short reign thing where, like, Candace wins the title from EO but then loses it at the next show. Right. At the next major event. Yeah. It's really interesting how stacked their roster is that it doesn't yeah. feel like there's anybody there that they they, they don't need to keep Shayna, Shayna Baszler around so she can elevate the other women in the no. division. Right. And she's had it such a long time. Yeah. We have an opportunity, like you say, to pass the title around a little bit without hurting it. Yeah. Uh, I just think there's so many good people who – would benefit from having it for a time. For sure. Uh, but yeah, Shayna, give me Shayna and Rhea all day long. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah. day long. I can't wait to see that. We also had Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic who were uh, fighting for the number one contendership to the United States title, which ended in a DQ caused by the Undisputed Era. So he's I think just, we're going to see some fun creativity. He just always looks a little bit like a worn out handbag. I don't understand <laughs> it, right? Because Roddy is a very attractive man. Like yeah. objectively, if you look at him, he looks like a slightly used up movie star. But I'm like, why do you always look like you've just come out of an audition that you didn't get and you cried? Like, that's, <laughs> he looks like that's a substitute so teacher to me. Yeah, like he's like he came home with his sleeves rolled up and he's uh-huh. like, I will get through to those kids. Every, but he every, just can't. It doesn't matter. Every he just promo can't. that Roddy gets is just, hey, you, you get your damn hands off. <laughs> yeah. He's the teacher that comes wow. in before Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Vibes. Yeah. He's the one that gave up on the class. I can't deal with these kids anymore. <laughs> it's like that's, he's the first three minutes of every Hallmark movie about a substitute mm. teacher. Yeah. I, I love him. But I love him. And I say this with love. Like, I loved him in PWG. I love seeing him every week. I feel like he's having the time of his life. But I, I also... I like booing Roderick Strong. Yes, because that's what he's for. <laughs> he's he has he's a face to be booed. Yes. Because I am pumped for this as match. As long as none of those guys in Undisputed Era are ever baby faces again for the rest of their careers, no, they can't I'll be ever. totally happy. Because like, <laughs> I was always so miserable in indie shows when I was expected to cheer for Roderick Strong or Kyle O'Reilly. Like, I'm not going to do that. Look at them. Yeah. Why would I cheer for them? Like when Zack Sabre Jr. was supposed to be a good guy for like his first like two years <laughs> of his know. indie run, he'd come out with it's his adorable. little collar and be like, eh, look at my dick, eh. And I'm like, how is he the good guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even in England, we're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we oh, love sweetie. to hate our own, so it's special. But, yeah. yeah. I do feel like Adam Cole could play tweener really easily. I think he's just, people again, so beloved that people will cheer for him whatever he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the, that's, we're in the age of the tweener. Get used to it, everybody. Uh, let us know about your thoughts about everything we've discussed. And connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in the show notes. But first, a hearty farewell to our friend, Bill Hanstock, you have a book coming out from Harper's Collins next year. Next year, it next is summer. A complete yeah. history of WWE. You're finally doing it. Uh, where? We'll, well, hopefully, people will be happy about it. I'm sure they won't. <laughs> For all those people who want to interact with you on yes. social media, where, where should they be reaching out? Where, where do you want them to go? You can hit me up on all social media at Sundown Motel. Um, I love to hear from people. Feel free to follow me and uh, talk to me, and I'll talk talk back. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. When we come back, we've got some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. We are Tyson Fights. 
you wept as we crafted the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Dude, he, like, he forgives Darth Vader. Lisa <laughs> still love you, yeah. Annie. <laughs> you gasped out loud at the shocking twists of Face Off 2. Face is wild. He takes his kid's face. What? <laughs> We're writing an entire screenplay week by week on Story Bricks Season 2, Heaven Heist. Hey folks, Freddie Wong here with some exciting news about Story Break, the writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have one hour to spin cinematic gold. We're shaking up our format by turning Heaven Heist, one of our favorite ideas we've ever come up with on the show, into a full screenplay. Heaven Heist is an action comedy about a crew of misfit gangsters robbing the celestial bank of heaven. Think of Coco meets Point Break. Join us as we write this crazy movie scene by scene and get an inside look at the screenwriting process on our podcast Story Break every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. And that's it. <laughs> this week we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the two count. Hey, when there's two of us, we should just call it the false finish. <laughs> this is the false... Wait, let's, re- let's retake it. Don't edit any of this out. Too sweet. This is the false finish. Yeah, they won't know. <laughs> that was ready in the moment. Lindsay, I, for God's sake. Uh, I feel like I haven't had anything I for this swear. week out in so long, and now like I have 18,000 things. 18,000. Uh, you can pick some. I, I, well, I already talked about the uh, little kid at AEW who's That's dressed one. as Orange Cassidy. Please <laughs> watch that Cassidy. video. Yeah. It was utterly joyful. Yeah. Um, and when they gave him the belt and he kept trying to give it back and they were like, no, it's fine. But then you saw the guy trying to get him to sign his like, waiver at the end. That was adorable. <laughs> Go check that video out. It's joyous and beautiful and made me want to hug everyone involved. Uh, MJF was playing the heel against that kid was so great. So great. The best. Um, but what I also want to put over is a friend of the pod, Emily Pratt, posted an article which is just very tapping titles, the top 10 daddies of WWE. Oh, uh, Emily went into oh, great length to explain what a daddy is, what what daddy energy is, and how you become a daddy, what you could define as a daddy, uh, and listed her top 10 daddies of WWE. Give me, give me number 10 and let me see if I can guess number one. Number 10, see she said number 10 is Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch's dad, daddy energy. All right, who's number nine? Uh, I don't know if this is in order. Oh, okay. Uh, number nine would be Fandango. If, if Andrade's not on there, then it's a goddamn Andrade crime. Andrade is on there. Okay. Andrade is daddy. daddy. Uh, Samoa Joe is Samoa daddy. Samoa Joe is daddy, yeah. Wait, uh, is, uh, is it only in WWE? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Is is Daniel Bryan daddy? I would say Daniel Bryan is daddy, but he is not daddy. on the daddy list. Are NXT wrestlers included? Yes. Oh, man. Is Shayna Baszler daddy? Shayna Baszler, I mean, she is daddy, but she is not here. But Rhea Ripley is here. Rhea Ripley She's is daddy. daddy. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee Ray Kaylee is, Ray daddy. is daddy. Is Kevin on there? Is Kevin Kevin's Owens daddy? not on here. Is, mm. See, the thing is, like, is Kevin daddy, though, or is he just too adorable now? What about Big E? You know, Big E's daddy. Big E's pretty daddy. Yeah. yeah. Roman Reigns. And I'm like, I, I was going to say Roman Reigns. See, but I he feel like daddy. Roman is too clean cut to be daddy. I feel like he's shown daddy potential. Yeah, he's he's kind of daddy. He's definitely shown daddy energy, he's like, like when he's given the side the sly wink to the camera. I've yeah. got it. I think Roman is most daddy when he has his glasses on. Like, have you yes. seen him with his glasses? That's, oh, when, I yeah. get, that's when I get it Big from daddy. him. He needs to be, like, street Roman. I don't yeah. think in-character Roman is daddy. I think right. Joe is daddy. There you yeah. go. I yeah. don't know if Roman is daddy. Yes. Uh, and mm. the, the thing that upset me the most was the lack of uh, Cesaro, who I think is ultimate daddy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. The daddy yeah. list. Do you have anything else? We have Rusev. We have Andrade. We have Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah. No, daddy. I'm just going to keep talking about talking <laughs> like daddies. You want to put over <laughs> every single daddy. person on this list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd just like to talk about who <laughs> is not daddy on WWE. Fair enough. I want to put over uh, something that does not require a clip. It's Bailey's Twitter. Go check out her Twitter. Go check out her tweets. Go check out she wrestled in Brisbane <laughs> and her tweet was, I do not want to wrestle in Brisbane. <laughs> 
because she too has heard about Australia being yeah. full of monsters that will kill you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's. And I love her so much. Evil Pam. One of my Give favorite ones that she got. Um, they were doing that whole six pack challenge or whatever for the number one contendership, and she tweeted. She Somehow quit. Charlotte will still yeah, win. She's like, yep, I'm pretty sure I Charlotte's going to win. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Yeah, she she uh, killing it. Doing great work on social media. Heel character suits her well. And it's nice to see her improve on the mic. Good for her. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and our guest, Bill Hanstock, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can hear on the Thrilling Adventure Hour on the one of the most recent episodes of Welcome to Night Vale, a couple of them. Good morning, Night Vale. We got this with Mark and Hal and my wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights. I really appreciate it if you check that out. Also, if you are in the area on Wednesday, October 30th, at 8 p.m., we are going to, uh, the Word Juice players are going to be improvising at the Dynasty Typewriter. Just down the street from good old Max Fun HQ. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hal Lublin. I will be promoting it heavily, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. Check that out. Lindsay? I have books. Please buy my books, because I'm right. still writing more of them, and for me to keep writing them, I need you to buy the existing ones. Yes. Uh, I Heart Hawaii is out now, pretty much everywhere, and if you're in the UK, you can get the first two Cinders and Sparks books for mm. your children, or personal reading pleasure. Sure. Please do that. They don't have an age, like, they are appropriate for Yeah, children. they're appropriate but for ages, sort of, I think, n- seven plus, they say? Yeah. It's middle grade. I don't know what that is, I didn't go to school here, but sure. Uh, but my friend's kid is three and enjoyed having it read to her. See? It's for the whole family. Yep. It's for I'm like Wu-Tang and wrestling. <laughs> I'm for the kids. You're for the kids. Our producer, Julian Burrell, urges you to upload the best WWE 2K20 glitches you can find, including the ref that gets a Hummer from Figure 8 Charlotte and is in a weird kneeling, like, there's nothing natural about any of it at all. Uh, don't I don't ever need to watch those videos no, ever again. I watched it gross. once and thought it's gross. This is too and much. unpleasant. And I'm always convinced these things are on purpose, and then I need to murder someone. Yep, you probably do. Yep. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagles, the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. And at some point, he and I will be in the studio at the same time. It will happen. We are not avoiding one another. There's nothing but love. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. And share us with all your friends. Get the word out. Grow our nation. And thank you so much, extra specially, to the MaxFun members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on while we are here in this hot studio. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Which means that Mark Stunt has stepped in. My bad, Marco Stunt. Marco. Mark Stunt. (laughs) I I call him Mark. That's an awful name. What the dude's a Mark Stunt? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to sketch this truck and then do a backslide 50 50 grind. (laughs) Mark Stunt. Coming at you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.